Thanks for checking us out on this late night version of the show. Wanted to get in the not only bowl result, but players of the week in men's and women's basketball. Eventful stuff on the men's side, especially with plenty of cancellations, but also some notable results. And yes, the league is perfect in bowl action. Tulsa took down Old Dominion in an exciting Myrtle Beach Bowl, 30-17. to Golden Hurricane finished 7-6 and on the season. After Old Dominion scored on a 100-yard kickoff return to begin the game, Tulsa scored on its next two possessions. Kind of had some sloppy play and some chances for Old Dominion to get back into the game, but they outgained the Monarchs 529 to 247 and outfirst down them 35 to 10. So yeah, Tulsa was the clear better team in that situation. We'll of course let you know what's going on for all of the bowl games. The next one is going to be a fun one. As you know, Thursday night at a sold out Raymond James Stadium, UCF and Florida in the Gasparilla Bowl. And we'll have a recap of that for you on Fridays around the American. We will do the mini version of the conference show at the end of the hour on both Wednesday and Friday. Now on to women's basketball. And Tulsa, a team that I'm not going to quite say I've been throwing shots at them, but noting with their first-year head coach, Angie Nelp, that they're off to an undefeated start, but then always kind of pinging that with the addition of, it's not a tough schedule. Well, they went on the road this weekend, played in the Georgia State Holiday Classic. Yes, the opponents they played were both 500 coming in, but they destroyed them. And on Sunday, it was a 92-62 win over South Alabama, a team that was above 500, Longest winning streak in school history. Major props to Tulsa. Maddie Biddle, 19 points. Rebecca Lasky, 18. Yvette Mayberry, 16 points. And how about Maya Mayberry with 14? Yvette, her sister, of course, one assist away from a double-double with nine. They shot 52%. Tulsa is quite the story. This coming on the heels of their Saturday victory against the hosts, Georgia State, 67-55. to Lasky, a career high with 25 points could not be stopped. The other game over the weekend we kind of pinpointed was could UCF finally get some votes in the AP rankings and deservedly would have been able to make that claim could they have beaten Iowa, but the 15th ranked team in the country got the better of UCF 69 to 61. Iowa jumped ahead pretty quickly, but UCF really did hang around in this game. They got a season high 16 steals, forced 23 turnovers, but just couldn't get enough offense other than from Tay Sanders, who was tremendous with 20 points. UCF falls to 8-2, and two, but I'm telling you, I know we're supposed to not like UCF, but that's a good team, and that's a good schedule they're playing, and they are going to be tough to beat this year in general. Going back to Friday night, a lot of games on Friday. Of course, Jose Fernandez winning number 400 was the Big headline, but elsewhere, Memphis defeated Howard by the score of 56-50. to Memphis had not played in two weeks, improved to 8-2 and overall. So the Tigers, again, these teams like Memphis and Wichita and Tulsa are having better seasons than expected. It looks like the conference is going to be pretty tough this year. Temple suffered its second loss in a row against a 9-3 and Northwestern, 68-58. to Mia Davis, though, got to 2,000 points on her career. She scored 16 in the contest. Mentioned Wichita State, down five in the final minute, a 10-0 run to end the game. What a win at North Texas, 67-64, puts the Shockers at 9-2 on the season. That is quite something. Now, SMU had a tough opponent on Friday night, an undefeated opponent, as a matter of fact, Colorado, and lost that one. 78 to 55 on Sunday alongside of the Tulsa victory against South Alabama again by 30 points 
East Carolina defeats North Carolina Wilmington to get to 6-6 on the season 79-50. You look at a Pirates team that right now, frankly, might be the least strong in the league. I'm trying to say it nicely. But the Pirates are 6-6. Cincinnati did struggle but went to double overtime to defeat North Carolina A&T 87-77. Akira Levy, a newcomer who we're obviously going to be talking a lot about, 22 points and 12 assists. Cincinnati shot a best for the season, 47.9 from the floor, and made 81% on their free throws. Good thing, because they really needed all of that to beat North Carolina A&T. Team that was playing among the best in the league, Tulane at 7-3, and three, had to shut down its program temporarily due to multiple positive cases of COVID-19. They were supposed to have a tournament, in fact, Monday and Tuesday, with a game against Texas Southern, then the other teams being Arkansas, Little Rock, and Bradley. That entire event was wiped out. They say on their website that the next game against Wofford on December the 30th, they plan on getting that one in, but obviously something to note. And while we're on that note, you think about it from your own perspective and future opponents of the Bulls, and that's kind of why we do Around the American, but did you catch that their last two opponents, the ones that they visited, both VCU and Texas Arlington are on COVID pause. Well, I'm here with USF and West Palm Beach, and we didn't have any issues yet, but you can't help but see that and just become a little concerned. The players of the week, and no bulls, even though, again, they had two wins over the week. You really can't have an issue with Tulsa at 10-0 and getting love on the American Athletic Conference Weekly Honors. Sky, we mentioned her. 25 points in the 12-point win against Georgia State, where she also had seven rebounds and five assists. She scored 18 points with eight rebounds, seven assists, and four steals in just 24 minutes in the winning in South Alabama. Yeah, that's player of the week material when you average 21.5, 7.5, 6 assists, and 2.5 and steals. The freshman of the week is Tamira Poindexter. She averaged 9.5 points and four rebounds. She's a good three-point shooter, and another reason why Tulsa is off to that great start. On the honor roll, it was Diamond Battles from UCF. She averaged 17 points, four and a half assists, and three steals, scored 22 in their win against Seton Hall. Struggled somewhat, but still 12 points, four steals in the loss to Iowa. We talked about the Levy kid from Cincinnati. She averaged 18 points in two games. Tanaya Thompson from East Carolina, she scored 31 in the win against NC Wilmington. Wasn't quite enough to get her Player of the Week honors, understandably, because of the performance from Lesky from Tulsa. Layla Blair, who hit six three-pointers in the big win for Houston at FSU, is on the honor roll. And the final member is from Wichita State. Asia Strong, 17 points and a career-high 15 rebounds. And she started off that thrilling 10-2 run in the final 55 seconds for Wichita State's victory. We do have a full slate of action on Tuesday along with the Bulls at 115. Houston is hosting Corpus Christi. Cougars 6-5. Islanders right on 5-5. Texas Arlington at SMU was supposed to happen, as we told you. A former opponent of the Bulls, the Mavericks from Arlington, had to cancel that game. Maryland Eastern Shore is visiting East Carolina. The Pirates look to go to above 500. That's 3 o'clock Tuesday afternoon. And Wichita State, can they do it against a Big 12 team in Kansas? I have a feeling yes. We'll find out Tuesday night. Jayhawks come in 8-1. and one. Again, the Shockers are 9-2. and two. And then that's actually the last action for the conference, not only until after Christmas, but until next Tuesday. Now turning our attention to the men's side of things, and we go back to last Friday, we told you that East Carolina was playing the first of four games at the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame shootout in Charlotte. Gave it a good go against Liberty, in fact, led by three at the half, but Liberty 
42 points in the second half on 55% shooting from the floor was too much, and Liberty beat the Pirates 74-64. I tell you, it was interesting to see some of the action after that because you had the first game, Virginia Tech destroyed St. Bonaventure, which was picked to win the Atlantic 10, so that was 86-49. Then the next game is also the ACC against the Atlantic 10, so you figure, oh, NC State will destroy Richmond. No, Richmond won 83-74. And then the last game, the host Charlotte against another ACC team, Wake Forest, gave them a great battle but lost by three. I just love these multi-team events, and it's a bummer when some of them don't happen. And speaking of that, if you were listening to Friday's show, we were all excited about a couple of games, actually three of them on Saturday at neutral sites. Memphis playing the Tennessee Volunteers in Nashville. And at 10.05 Eastern on Saturday, Memphis put out a tweet saying, getting closer, blew out at Bridgestone, go Tigers go, within 45 minutes. Today's game against Tennessee has been canceled due to COVID-19 protocols within the Memphis program. In fact, their game scheduled for Tuesday against Alabama State called off. Highly disappointed, obviously, were the Tigers. Then we said there were two league teams playing in Fort Worth. Well, Tulsa did not get a chance to go up against Colorado State. Again, due to COVID concerns on the other side in this case, Colorado State. So you had a lot of teams in the league have games canceled but only a couple because of the actual programs in the American. Memphis and Tulane are the two right now that are having the issues. Meanwhile, Houston was able to play at the Dickies Arena in Fort Worth and was able to roll by Oklahoma State for the final score of 72-61. Jamal Sheed with 18 points, Fabian White 15-10, and Marcus Sasser 15 points, and Oklahoma State only had one player in double figures. Actually, it was a two-point game with four and a half minutes to go. Then a 10-2 run with Sheed scoring eight, including his only two threes of the game. So Houston, 13th in the country, improves to 10-2. and two. More of what I was talking about. Temple was supposed to play Drexel on Saturday, and that got postponed due to COVID situations on the Drexel side of things. So four games actually got played. Four more are completely canceled, and that Temple-Drexel game is technically a postponement. They're going to try and get it in at some point. Cincinnati, which was supposed to play Texas Southern, ended up going against a lower-level school, Ashland, picking up an opponent, as we are finding teams having to do, and they beat Ashland 71-57. to Also on Saturday, kind of a disappointing situation. Now, listen, for the future of the league, North Texas being a good team doesn't bode poorly, but right now, this hurts because Wichita State was certainly building up an at-large profile. So is UCF, by the way, and of course Houston is looking good. But Wichita drops a 62-52 game at home to North Texas. North Texas is 7-3, and three, and again, you want the teams that are going to be in the American down the road to be strong in big sports like this, but maybe too soon for Wichita's liking. Only one game played on Sunday. SMU went to a notoriously difficult place to play, the pit in Albuquerque and romped 90-72. to You'll hear more about that game shortly when we get to our Players of the Week. The Tuesday schedule is, well, kind of a sign of what's going on. Six games on it originally. Only two will be played, hopefully. East Carolina is hosting Southern Miss at noon, and Cincinnati picking up a game with Tennessee Tech at 7. North Texas at Tulsa, canceled. Man, you really have to feel for Frank Haith's team. Again, their game against an undefeated Colorado State due to COVID concerns on that other side, got washed away. And then they were going to play in a premier complete for-cause classic this week, a neutral site doubleheader, where the other game was Oklahoma State against USC. 
and not due to any one team per se, just due to general concerns by the event, they will not play that event. So Tulsa's next game will be in conference play December the 29th against SMU. They were hoping to get two really nice tune-ups and no dice. We told you Memphis was supposed to play and Tulane was supposed to host New Orleans. Of course, those are the two teams on pause. And the other that can't play tomorrow now is SMU was set to host Evansville. But again, concerns on the other side. Five teams in action on the league on Wednesday. We'll tell you how they do on Friday's show. Temple is back at it against Delaware State. Wichita looks to bounce back. I'm going to predict a bounce back win against 0-9 Prairie View. UCF hosting North Alabama. And a good Texas State team, 9-2, goes to Houston. Best record in the league? Yeah, the Cougars at 10-2. But another handful of teams with attractive marks. 9-3 Cincy and SMU. 8-3 Wichita and East Carolina. UCF at 7-2. Memphis, Tulsa, Temple all at or just above 500. USF, of course, 4-5. And and Tulane is on pause and at 3-6. Weekly honor roll, Kendrick Davis, the point guard for SMU, scored 33 points, most in the league this year, in that win at New Mexico. He also had five boards, three assists, and no turnovers. Freshman of the week, Jalen Duran from Memphis. 92-78 win, remember, against Alabama last week. He had 14 points and six rebounds. Honor roll, Brandon Mahan from UCF, 18 points in their win against Temple. Cincinnati's Jeremiah Davenport, 19 points on average in wins against FAMU and Ashland. Jamal Sheed from Houston. DeAndre Williams from Memphis had 20 against Bama. And Sam Griffin from Tulsa scored 19 points in their last game, a win against Alcorn State last Thursday. That's going to do it for Around the American. We'll do another show for you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.